Bears and Belvedere's. I'm Adam. And I'm Paul. And I'm Jerry. Today we're going to smoke some cigars, drink some whiskey, and review some beer products and tell you guys all about it. Um, with us today, we have another great guest. Um, you may know him by his screen name, Hamlet Juice, which I need to know the name behind. Uh, Mr. Marco Aguilar, how are you today, sir? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well. Thanks so, for having me on. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, we have a little uh, a little tradition here. Before we get to the whiskey of the week, um, which was suggested by you, we always start with a palate warmer, um, something to something to get us going. So, um, what what are you uh, what are you working with over there today, sir? Um, well, I started off with the new Old Elk cigar cut, mm. the Island Blend. So fresh crack. Just picked it up the other day um, from from the homie. So it's some good stuff for sure. That is good. Um, we'll just go around the thing here. Jerry, what do you got? Uh, the Wheel Horse Bourbon, 101 proof. Uh, we talked about it uh, a few episodes back. Pulled it back off the shelf. So, Paul? Uh, I'm going with the Roulette Rye, which is a 95.5 MVP sourced by Proof and Wood. A lot of people consider this to be a mixer, but 25 bucks, I think it's damn fine straight. Never had it, but that's that's got the, the cool-ass bottle design, right? Yeah, it's like a roulette table. Oh, yeah, okay. That's Yeah, I was thinking, of, I was, what was I thinking? I can't remember what I was thinking of, but I do, I recognize it now that I'm seeing it. I've got, uh, well... I'm not going to give anything away, but uh, I've got a uh, Russell's Reserve 10-year. Um, 90 proof. I don't remember what the hell I paid for it or even when I bought it. I know where I got it. Um, this some bitch is oaky for just a 10-year. It's, I mean, it's kind of like chewing on a stave. And I'm enjoying it because uh, <laughs> I, I like pretty much everything that comes out of the wild turkey distillery uh they happen to be one of my favorites so I, i'm very much enjoying this absolutely great stuff right there so uh i know jerry's got some questions lined up for you there marco um before we get to him could you just tell us a little bit about yourself yeah absolutely so my name is marco aguilar um hamlet juice on instagram um to be honest with you i have no idea how I came up with that name. It was uh, back in 2012 when Instagram was kind of newer. Um, and I got on and I was like, okay, this is kind of stupid, but whatever. Um, I'm just going to come up with the dumbest name I can think of um, to, to have my name. And I was sitting there watching, uh, <laughs> it was some, it was the uh, Hamlet, <laughs> um, you know, with Mel Gibson. And I was like, and I was drinking, I was drinking, um, I think it was a, a Gentleman Jack, because my dad got me a Gentleman Jack many, many years ago. And I was sitting there drinking that, and I was like, Hamlet juice just popped in my head. <laughs> and I'm like, so there you go, Hamlet juice, that's where it came from. <clears throat> but enough. originally, yeah, originally born and raised in uh, Mesa, Arizona, Phoenix suburb um grew up there my entire life uh till 2004 uh when I joined the military um 
you know. So, you know, after 9-11, you know, I felt that call, even though I wasn't, I kind of was horsing around and drinking a lot and doing stupid shit, you know. Um, but, you know, when I figured out that I wasn't really going anywhere, um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go do this. And I walked into a, a recruiting office and there was this uh, big poster and it was a special forces poster and it was a dude on a helicopter on, on a little bird, you know, and it was just like, and it said, uh, it had a quote on it and it said, uh, people sleep peacefully in their beds at night because rough men stand ready to do violence on their behalf. Um, and it totally just boom, that was it. So, you know, after a little debating and wrestling with the recruiter on, uh, you know, they wanted to give me what they had, military police and all this shit. And I was like, no, I want to I want to do special operations. So got myself a ranger contract. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, uh, I left in 2004, March, uh, went to Fort Benning, did all my training. It was like 10 months of training um, and got assigned to second ranger battalion in uh, Fort Lewis, Washington, just a Lakewood, um, which is a suburb of Tacoma, um, Seattle. And yeah, you know, and while I was doing my training, I met my wife. I'm married uh, for almost 18 years now. We have two kids. Um, my daughter is 14. She's a high schooler now. Crazy. <laughs> and my son is 12. And he's actually at a soccer tournament right now in, in Iowa, they should be on their way back. A lot of traveling. So, man, if you could, if, if I could go back and somebody tell me, hey, you better save a lot of money because kids are so, so, so expensive, that would have been my uh, my big thing. So, but yeah, you know, just been doing my thing. I'm a store director for Target. So, just got assigned to a new store. It's a shit show. Um, I'm getting grayer like super fast. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, having fun. You know, I, I love whiskey. Um, got into it many, many years ago with my father um, and cigars. Like, he always had a cigar and, you know, Gentleman Jack. That was his thing. So, I just kind of went with it. And here I am. So, yeah. So, what you're saying is your dad had expensive taste. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he sure uh, did. <laughs> Yeah, we have we have four kids, and our oldest is fifteen. She'll be sixteen in May, um, and our youngest is going to be ten in July. And uh, I don't know how I make it through the day because there's four of them, and and I'm I'm just I don't know how the fuck I'm not crazy, but uh, you know they're good kids, they're good kids, and we love them all, and uh, they they're. Yeah, they're they're a blessing, but I, I really, to your point about being gray, I don't understand how my facial hair is still so dark. Uh, I mean, good, for, good for you, man. Man, <laughs> I'm like every day. It just it used to be so black, and now it's just. <laughs> so, it is what it is, right? For sure, Jerry. I think you got some questions there uh, for him, don't you? Yeah, and a few, but he actually touched on. Uh, a couple of them. Uh, so you said, uh, gentleman Jack basically got you started with uh with the whiskey tra uh 
line. How what uh do you know what cigar started it off? Um man, cigars were just uh it was just right like crappy cigars. My you know, he didn't he he didn't have like the the very expensive taste when it came to cigars. Um but uh like if I had to like if it was one like even like going back that I really think about that that stood out to me, you guys are gonna laugh at me. Um, but like the acids, right? Everybody, the Cuba Cuba, the Cuba Cuba was, got me started. Uh, oh man, it's still a fantastic smoke. I just you can't you can't smoke it with with whiskey because it's too sweet and it just ruins the whiskey. Um, but like when you're in Mexico or like on a beach somewhere, like give me a Cuba Cuba all day and I am living it. <laughs> yeah, that one. Shit, I don't even know how many years ago. Um, buddy handed me one. I started smoking. This is like I wasn't expecting it to be sweet. I had no idea anything about cigars or anything. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Got grabbed a few more, and then however many years later, now we got this thing going, and I got humidor and a half full, and <laughs> it's just a damn rabbit hole. It really um, is, you know. It really is. It gets you like the stuff that we enjoy is. Gosh dang it! <laughs> it's fucking. I like just toss my toss my uh, wallet into that pond over there because. <laughs> uh, good times. I got a few more, but um, they're questions about the pour and the cigar, so I don't want to um get those out yet. So I guess we could continue on to the the pour, unless you two have some questions for them. No, um, you know, just didn't mean to blow out the first half of your your questions there for you. Sorry about that, Jerry. <laughs> well, I, had, I had questions, and as he was going on telling his little story, I was like, well, don't have to ask that one, don't have to ask that one. Yep, that's um, well, I guess, is there any uh, any military story that you are allowed to tell us, like a, a, like a fun one or something that you did or something that's not going to get you in trouble or anyone else in trouble or – <laughs> yeah i mean you know the my life in uh in the 75th ranger regiment was unbelievable you know we it made me become a man really really fast um you know before i joined the military i was just living at my parents house you know and i you know i come from a very very mexican household you know my mom is as mexican as it comes right like to the point where she she would not let me move out um i had friends that were like hey like let's get an apartment and she's like nope absolutely not and i was like i'm working i'm doing all this stuff right like i'm paying for my 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 truck like i even had a motorcycle i was doing all these things and she's like nope you can all that you can have all that stuff and live right here and i was like um so when i when i I literally walked up to the, you know, I told you guys, I walked into the recruiting station one day and just did it, you know, and I came home and told them and they were like, huh? And I was like, yeah, I'm shipping out in March. And they're like, what the fuck? Like my mom lost it. Like just dropping Mexican bombs everywhere, you know, just, and my dad, um, he was, my dad's more, the more chill, you know, like, just like, 
you know, but, uh, you know, as the war kept going on and uh, he, he was like, okay, this is real, right? Like as it got closer for me to shipping out. So, um, you know, like I got a lot of crazy stories. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that um, my buddy told me to tell this story, um, but it's, it's jacked up, man. It's really fucked up. Um, um, so I won't say when or where it was, but uh, we were, uh, we were on an objective, you know, we were, we, we came in um, and if, if you know anything about the Ranger Regiment, we were very, very, um it, it was it was high high op tempo just constantly like every night we only we operated at night right like they called us the green eyed devils you know for a reason because we literally all you could see when you walk into a room was two little green you know when we we're already on top of you you know and uh we uh so <clears throat> constantly just going 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 and uh we went to this objective and uh we were we were tasked with uh like finding out who the if we got the guy right that we were looking for and they originally they had just done a huge gun run like this helicopters came in and just destroyed this entire village i mean it was really really sad um but like so we're like shift sifting through like bodies and all this stuff and we come up on the guy that we think is the guy you know and uh I mean, you couldn't tell it was him. So they were like, well, uh, we got to, I think it's him. So I busted out my Leatherman and I uh, I sawed his hand. I had to saw his hand. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> I told you guys, right? So I, I busted out my Leatherman and, and sawed the hand off and put it in my pocket, you know, and uh, we went back and uh, yeah. It was it ended up being him, so that was fucked up. I had that shit in my That's pants a for a while. Shit, right there. <laughs> um, I, I want to know what it felt like to carry a bloody hand in your pocket. <laughs> it, it was it was very surreal. It was very you know I was a dumb I was a dumb kid you know just like you know my my squad looked at me he's like pull out your leatherman I was like <laughs> you know and it's got the little saw on it I was just like. <laughs> um you know and then it just put it in my pocket and then just went you know and it didn't hit me till after you know you're like sitting there i literally got back and i ripped my pants off and i threw them in the burn barrel because i was like it was just what the fuck is wrong with me you know but uh unfortunately like the, you know you, you you think it's fucked up right but like you need dudes like that sometimes you know sure. like we we got to do that shit and it's it's unfortunate but it's a real thing you know we we carry a lot of shit sure <laughs> so that's why i have smoking a pour almost every night <laughs> well it's my thanks to folks like you that do the shit that i can't i'm yeah. i have epilepsy so i wanted to join but couldn't and uh um Again, it's, you know, folks like me that can't can do the things that we're doing today because of folks like you. So my thanks to you and everyone in that situation or any kind of similar situation. 
Absolutely. You know, and it's, and it's, uh, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you guys. Like I love talking about it, you know, like if I hold this shit in, like, I'm just going to turn into this ticking time bomb that'll eventually explode. I learned this a while ago, like talking to my therapists and, you know, cause I have, I have PTSD. I, I went through all this stuff, you know, I still go through it. And, uh, uh, sorry if you hear that airplane, holy shit. Um, but it's one of those things where if I don't talk about the stuff, like it's just going to fester, you know what I mean? So my wife is very supportive of me and making sure like I tell her a lot of things, but I've, there's so many things that I haven't told her that I haven't told a lot of people. So but you know, I mean, we, we could sit all day and you literally could ask me and I'll tell you like everything, you know what I mean? Cause you know, it's, it's just releasing baggage. So, sure. you know, you know, I think, I think that any of the three of us will be willing to sit and listen while you talk. So I'm sure you've got a great support system there, but you know, if you wanted to, if you wanted to unload, you just get a hold of any of the three of us. I'm sure we'll, you know, with, <laughs> I know I speaking for myself. Um, I like listening to it. You know, my, I've got a ton of relatives, my dad, uh, two of my grandfathers. Um, I say two, I have, th- I have, it's a long story, but I have three men that were my grandfathers anyway. Um, and then one, two, three cousins and my brother-in-law that we were talking about earlier, all in the military. Um, and and I love I I've, I've always loved hearing those kinds of stories and not necessarily that's the first story that I've heard about somebody carrying a severed hand in their pocket um, and <laughs> I think it speaks more about me than anybody else that my question was what did it feel like to carry a severed hand in your pocket um, you know but uh, that being said um, you know that's that's a that's a good story. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and here's the cool thing about, you know, like, cause we, if I, if I, I can talk about the Ranger Regiment all day long, like it's the, the most incredible brotherhood that I've ever been in. Like, you know, it's all in, it, when you, have you, you guys, have, you, I know for a fact, you guys have seen Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Right. I watched it last week. Yeah. Like amazing movie. It's one of like those guys in there are, are my idols. You know, my airborne ranger in the sky is James Cavaco, who was killed um, in Mogadishu. But, um, like, it sucks, number one. Like, when you show up day one, it is awful. Like, I was hazed beyond belief to the point where I know for a fact I could beat the shit out of this fucking kid right in front of me that is just torturing me to death. But I was like... I got to remember where I'm at. Right. Like I'm, 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 I have the opportunity to be here. Right. Like not very many people, like almost nobody makes it where I am right now. So it's like, I'm never going to squander this, but it's like, I mean, we used to wake up every morning and we would, you know, we go outside for formation and it was like, we had this thing where, uh we're so every platoon we had we had four platoon three platoons and then a weapon squad in our company and you know one through three we were second we were second platoon we were the black sheep which is a very very famous ranger platoon in ranger history 
and we had this uh every day we would put Clyde it's a it's a big goat head on the wall and then the the new private always had it he always put it up and then he took it down at the end of the day um but we would go outside and you know me being dumb private you're just standing in formation my team leader would walk out and he'd be like sheep hit the ropes and we had these like fucking 40 foot ropes that we had to run and climb get to the top but everybody else would start sending theirs so then it turned into this huge wrestling brawls like because they'd be like don't be last don't be last you know and we're like oh shit and then your boys getting jumped so then you're you know you're beating the shit out of these guys i mean we were just constantly beating the crap out of each other and then you're like then you get back you get back in formation they'd be like hit the ropes and we i mean it was all morning and then we'd you know uh or they'd say tab check, you know, in the, in the Ranger regiment, you had your scroll that you earned when you went through rip and all your training. But then in order to become a leader, you have to go to a Ranger school, which is a leadership leadership course in the army. And once you get your tab then you are open to become a leader within the regiment. Well, if you don't have your Ranger tab, anybody that walks out and goes tab check, has to do 25 push-ups right away and you have to find a rock to elevate your feet because we haven't been to mountains yet which is a phase in ranger school <laughs> so and it was just tap check tap check tap check tap all morning tap check hit the ropes tap check hit the ropes. i mean i was i was a machine you know like we that's all we did was pt they just pt our dicks off and then we would and then at the end of the day we would drink beer and hang out so it was badass. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds, uh, I mean, sure, you were in great shape and, and all that, but uh, I'm sure you were exhausted for the first couple weeks that this was going on probably, you know, before you started to acclimate. Um, so that's, that's that's I'm getting tired thinking about possibly doing it myself. I'm like, fuck, I'm, I need to go take a nap. <laughs> this happened for a year and a half until I went to ranger school. <laughs> so yeah good times wouldn't change anything though i would never I and mean, i would do it all over again if i had the opportunity well that's that's pretty badass i i, I knew another guy that he was he yeah he he was a ranger um and i don't know anything i, I know that at one point he, he deployed and he was injured. He, he, he went in, um, let's see, and correct me if I'm wrong. The 101st, they have a Ranger division. Yes. Or no. No. Okay. No. Then he might've gone in with the hundred. I can't remember. He, he was, he was, he was with the Rangers, but he was at, I can't remember. He was at Fort Campbell at one point. Anyway, when he, he went in, um, he jumped in and, um, he was injured pretty much as soon as his feet touched the ground. So I don't really know anything yeah. else about, I, I haven't talked to him in, in many, many years, but, um, you know, um, that that's, I mean, I, I've just always been fascinated with the Rangers specifically since I found out that he was going, cause he was somebody that I looked up to. He was, he was a couple years older than me. So, um, yeah. That's pretty cool, though. That's, that's pretty well, cool. Well, and the cool thing, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because um, there's a lot of debate 
when it comes to Rangers, right? And I like to always re- set the record straight because because I'm freaking I'm a bat boy. All right, so there's there is a difference. So there's only three Ranger regiments or one Ranger regiment, three battalions. You have first battalion that's in Savannah, Georgia. You have second bat that's in Fort Lewis, Washington. And then you have third bat that's in Fort Benning, Georgia. So if they're not assigned to a battalion, um, we call so they they probably just went to Ranger school and have the Ranger tab. Okay. So we call them Ranger qualified um, soldiers. A lot of like leaders and and all like almost all infantry officers they have to go straight from their infantry um, officer basic training. They go straight into Ranger school because that's part of being a leader and learning all those tactics. But for us, like Ranger was a way of life. Like we, I grew up in the Ranger regiment, like, you know, in that brotherhood being tortured every day, you know, and then you go overseas and you fuck shit up, you know, and then you come back and then you get your ass continue to get handed to you until you go to Ranger school and become a leader. Now you're a leader and you're fucking the kids up, you know, that are coming in or in some cases, old bastards that are just absolute rocks, you know, that you'll, (laughs) that are machines, but that's, so that's the difference, right? Like you see that yellow and black that's just says Ranger. That means you went to the school, like the scroll. It's a, it says Ranger and then it'll have like one, two or three and then BN. Like those are, those are, we call them bat boys. So we were an actual Ranger regiment. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, gentlemen, um, I am thirsty, um, and my my palate warmer is gone. So uh, let's move on to the pour of the week while we continue to talk to Mister Hamlet Juice. Um, now this was this was his suggestion, um, and I think we've all got something different. Well, I don't know, Paul. I don't know what Paul's got there. I know that I've got a different one than the one that Marco has, and we both have a different one than the one Jerry has. It's uh, Russell's Reserve Single Barrel. And the one that I have is a pick that I helped pick. Um, the one that Jerry has is a different pick. Yep. Um, from the, local the store. private barrels? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Those are awesome, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I thought I had a, a standard single barrel, but I didn't, and I figured they're all single barrels, so it's close enough. <laughs> Pretty much, I yeah, man, I should I I have an I have a private barrel too. I could have grabbed it, but I'm not walking downstairs. So. <laughs> Paul, what do you got? Uh, <clears throat> bottles inside, but it's not a pick. It's just a off the shelf. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, mine. Uh, it's 110 proof, but I've got um, this. Uh, yep, 110. Is that right? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. This was picked from Coliseum Liquors here in Lexington. Um, and it it's just a little under nine years old. Um, and it's, it's I'm sure that it's the same for, for you guys. You guys can see when it was distilled, when it was dumped, when it was bottled, when it was you know, what barrel it came from, the warehouse, the specific floor, all that good stuff. I, like I don't know the if they put that on the, the standard single no, barrel. Not, okay. the, the standard single barrel doesn't have any of that on okay. it. Yeah. So this one does. 
and I, I dig the transparency, but you know, um, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm going to drink it regardless. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, the standard Turkey mash bill, 75 corn, 13 rye, 12 malted barley, 110 proof. Um, they're non-age stated unless you get a pick, but I think the, uh, one off the shelf they say is somewhere between eight and 10, which makes sense. Cause that's what most of the, the picks are. Um, the one I have is, um, I think it was, uh, was eight or nine years and eight months. Um, barrel seven, seven, seven. And it has a nice little tater sticker because it was bottled in December of, uh, or October of, of 2020. And, uh, released in january of 21 which is when trevor lawrence was uh drafted by the jags and uh yeah. <laughs> going with the the 777 they put the little tater sticker of a gentleman with long blonde hair wearing a number 16 jags jersey <laughs> pulling a um a slot machine with 777 on it <laughs> as if they like won the jackpot or something like that um he's not looking too bad this year He's not looking too bad. Now let's talk about his looks because he's got the most punchable face in all of football. <laughs> he really does. It's about the, it's about the same on the most... pick. <laughs> I just, I mean, and I, I know that I would have, I'm, I'm not a big dude. I'm, I'm five, seven. Um, I'd have to jump to actually punch him. But if I were given the opportunity, uh, I would probably do it just because his face looks like that. But as far as a football player, he, he, He's he's looking all right. I, I gotta I gotta admit that. Um, I wish I had locks like that. You and me both. You know, you know yeah. mine's mine's slowly creeping back. You know, I got the it's creeping back. Well, I, I mean, you can tell by looking at Paul and myself. We're not uh, <laughs> we're not gifted in the. Uh... <laughs> I mean, look at them beards, though. I mean, that's Solid. where it all went. Hair. The hair left the top of the head and went to the bottom of the chin. Right, it migrated Isn't it down. Crazy how that works out. Mm-hmm. It literally just goes. <laughs> I'm losing it up here, and I can't grow this for shit either. I can grow a fat mustache, like I, I can literally grow the meanest walrus mustache ever. But once it gets well, isn't past, that like a uh, here? Isn't that a prereq to be in the service or like first responder or anything like that? Just be able to grow that stash. I, th- I think so. My wife absolutely hates it. Anytime <laughs> that I, that I even remotely, even if I like trim all this and just leave it kind of handlebar down a little bit, she's just like, you know, and there's still the gray hair around here. And she's like, you look absolutely disgusting. And then I'll put my, <laughs> and then I'll put my beard, oil, my beard bomb on. And she's like, okay, it's cool now. <laughs> so they call that uh, in the military, I, I, at least in certain branches of maybe in all of them, I don't know. They call it a man's mustache, right? Um, mm-hmm. And if you can't grow it, then you got to shave it. If you can't grow a true man's mustache, you got to shave that shit off. Yep. Yep. So I, I think I'd be okay in the, in the mustache department as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, the only reason I, ha- I'm going to tell you the truth. The only reason I have this, well, there's two reasons now. The reason I had it before I met my wife is because I fucking hate shaving my face. I shave my head because if I don't, I have bald spot and a bald spot and a bald spot. Mm. It would look fucking ridiculous. But, um, <laughs> you know, I don't shave my face because I fucking hate shaving. Then my wife and I met 
and I'm I'm not bullshitting when I say this. I mean it with as much honesty as I can put behind this sentence. She told me that she would not find me as attractive without the beard. So, <laughs> so I keep my beard so I can stay married. Um, okay. My my wife is is pretty fucking awesome, and I don't I, I don't want her to uh, wake up and look at me one day and go, "Ugh, stop doing that. Do do something different with that." So. I don't know what to do because no matter what I do, she already does that to me. I'm just like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I used to be in really good shape. Now I'm a. Now I'm just. I got a dad bod, and I just chill and drink and smoke. <laughs> I used to. I, I used to go to the gym pretty often. Nothing like what the military puts you through for sure. And uh, and and I train um, MMA. And, um, and I teach it in the evenings and, or I, I, I help, help teach, I guess is a better way to put it. But, um, I find myself since I haven't been going to the gym and I tore both my ACL. So my, 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 uh, cardio game got real fucked up cause I can't, I couldn't run or whatever. And, uh, I'm still going, but I'm not going to the gym to actually work out. And I feel like a fat slob every time I step foot on the mat, I'm just <laughs> sweating like a pig. Um, and it's, it's bad. So I got to do something, yeah. different. but um, no, I, I feel you. I'm, uh, I'm 42 years old now. And my, the, the life that I lived, right. Like all the crazy, I've had eight, three ACLs in one knee. Like it's just, this thing is just a nightmare. My back, my lower back, I don't even know what the fuck to do every day. I, I just literally roll out of bed. I have to walk downstairs to turn on the fucking coffee at four in the morning and it pisses me off because my foot hurts like hell. And I'm just like, what the hell happened to me? Like, I just fell apart like that, you know? And then you, and then you keep telling yourself, just stop being a bitch. Stop being a bitch, you know? <laughs> but then I'm like, I'm a fucking bitch. I am such a bitch, you know? I'm just like, fuck. Well, well, that's a shame. Let's be honest, that ACL situation is not an easy situation to find yourself in, especially three no. in one knee. I, I tore I tore my right one five days before Christmas two years ago, and then I tore my left one uh eight months later. And uh, mm. and and I wasn't even out of I wasn't I was still going to PT for my right one when I tore my left one. And then I had to stop physical therapy altogether. And then get surgery and then start it all over again. I just got released like three weeks ago from physical therapy. Um, Damn. That's that's not an easy situation. You you don't realize like you you don't realize how much you're taking your your knees for granted until you can't fucking use the goddamn thing. It's a nightmare. So I feel your pain um, yeah, literally. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully things get better for both of us. I know. We'll figure it out, right? Well, that's, that's not, why we, we always got, have whiskey. That's right. That's what I was getting her to say. That's why we drink whiskey. And uh, circling back to this one, um, what what kind of, I know we've already moved on to the drinking of it, but what kind of nosing notes and, and tasting notes are you guys getting there with that? Oh, well, with this one. Are you go ahead, Paul. I said, <clears throat> same with these uh, Russell's reserves, whether it's just the the regular 10 year the single barrel i mean it's caramel forward 
like most yeah. wild turkey products 100%. are. But I always get like a little bit of like cinnamon and apple on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, it does yep. carry through for me a little bit on the palate too. That like that apple skins or like a white, like a green grape or something like that. There's a little bit of fruitiness in there, but overall, I mean, it's just, it's sweet caramel bomb. Yeah. With this one, it's, it's that caramel, vanilla, cinnamon, nutty, cherry, like, like Paul said, all the other wild turkey products. Um, but unlike the actual wild turkey lineup, this one seems like the Russell's lineup seems more, um, um, Put together, but I don't. I hate to say it that way because I love the wild turkey line, but this one seems curated. to be uh, curated. Curated, but it, which it's really not because it, they it's the same shit as wild turkey. But it, it seems to <laughs> whole, like all blend together a lot more. Like with the wild turkey lineup, it's just like cinnamon in your face, vanilla in your face. This stuff is it's it it melds well together and everything like that, and it, it's more of a a softer, fruitier profile versus the wild turkey that's just boom in your face cinnamon at least to me um but yeah paul nailed it which is funny because the two it's two single barrels but i was getting like a cinnamon apple skin on the palate with this one yeah i would definitely agree the one i would i'll throw in there and maybe it's just because i'm a fucking huge turkey fan is i get like a tobacco like cigar kind of like a box like, you know, when you're, you sniff the box, you know, when you open one, man, I get a lot of that, which is, which is awesome. I, it's like, that's like the true funkiness, like from, from wild turkey. That's for me, that's what accentuates the funkiness that you always hear with, with wild turkey is like, people don't really think about it. Cause you have the caramel, like, and the cinnamon and all that, which is unbelievable. But the funkiness is like where the, that tobacco and leather come in that, that a lot of people don't get and it, you know i'm not a I'm, I'm not i'm not a whiskey connoisseur at all i'm a kind of sewer you know like whatever just throw it down uh i'm like hey it's good or it's not good you know what i mean but like i've i've slowed down a lot more recently and and tried to find a lot of these things and i love like reading all your guys notes like jerry when you put your stuff on there it's awesome like i'll read all of them like okay you know, and that's, those are things that I love because my page, I don't know if you guys have all looked at my page. Like I'm just a fucking. Oh, whiskey and cigars. <laughs> yeah. Whiskey, cigars and movie quotes. That's it. Like I yeah. literally quote a movie, <laughs> one of my favorite, like a, one of my arsenal movies. And then I say some dumb shit and then I <laughs> take some fucking cool pictures and there it is. And I try to find a cool song that relates to it or that I just love, you know, I'm a huge Tupac guy. But I also love like Coulter Wall, like all that shit. So like, you know, just anything that kind of goes with the vibe. But man, the the tobacco, I'm getting a little tobacco in there that's just just popping for me. Yeah, funny you, you said that that funkiness because a lot of the the Russells, the the single barrels, not the ten, I don't, not the biggest fan of the ten year. Um, but these these single barrels, I get reminiscence of like a dusty turkey, like wild turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, which might be that like tobacco, uh, cedar style, but, um, not all of them come through. This one has it, uh, the last standard single barrel I had that you get off the shelf had it, but it has like that similarity of like those older dusty turkeys, which I like a lot. And I think everyone else here likes those dusty turkeys as well. 
Paul oh, yeah. one out not too long ago and sent us sent us samples and it was from what Paul like 1978 or something like that 76 I want to say oh it was fucking it was candy in a bottle it was yeah I I didn't want to drink it all but I did want to drink it all so I did drink <laughs> it all and I regret having done so at that same time I really fucking enjoyed it <laughs> so, um. My dad I, I, also had he had like an old like 1992 I think just regular wild turkey, mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. so good, you know. And it's, I mean, it's not like okay, it's not like so good, right? Like it's, but it's just like that classic, that turkey that when you think about turkey, you like drink it and you're like, fuck, that's turkey that's right it. there, yep. you know, that's old school yep. right there, you know what I mean? And that maybe it's the nostalgia. You know, but it's like it just slaps you, and you're like, "Fuck, this is." I could spit this all day. Well, what's what's funny about that? Now that you've mentioned that, is um, back when I started drinking wild turkey, that was fucking twenty years ago, right? And um, twenty uh, twenty one years ago, I was nineteen, and uh, it still had Austin Nichols on the label, mm-hmm. and um, I know in my heart of hearts that it's the same shit. It's the same mash bill. They make it in the same fucking place, but there's something different to me. It's probably a placebo effect. Um, but if I see something that says Austin Nichols on it, I'm going to fall all over myself to get my hands on it. And to me, it's going to, it's going to bring back all those memories like you're talking about, but also you're going to be like, this is, this is how wild Turkey should taste. Now, if you put it up against the, I've got a bottle of wild Turkey looking at me right here. And it doesn't say Austin Nichols on it. This isn't one of the ones, one of the new embossed bottles. This has the 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 label on it, um, mm-hmm. but big it, ass white label. Yeah, the you know just the, but it, you know, um, and I know it's delicious, and I you won't find me uh, in. Let me let me rephrase that. You're there's there's never not going to be a bottle of Wild Turkey 101 in my house. And there's, there's all kinds of bottles that come and go, but there's always going to be a bottle of Wild Turkey 101. But if that said Austin Nichols on it, um, that'd you know, be hiding. I, it, for some reason, <laughs> it's going to be, it is exciting. And it's going to be, for some reason, it's going to totally change the flavor for me, even though it's the same shit. If they were to put Austin Nichols back on the label right now and subtly slip it in the stores, for some reason that's going to taste different to me than the bottle that I can go pick up at Kroger right now that doesn't, that barely has a label on it at all. So, um, absolutely. I, I miss it. I'm, I'm, I miss the, I miss the old stuff. I wish I could, if I could go back in time and buy all the bottles that were on the shelf, that said Austin Nichols for 20 bucks, you know, 25 bucks, whatever. And then at the same time, the same can be said for all the wellers or, you know, that's literally what I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) Just go back and grab everything that used to just sit there because you never, you know, it was like, right. That's exactly right. I I actually can remember when I moved to Lexington, I was, I was 24. And about the time that I turned 25, I met these folks and um, there was a liquor store right next to their, they, they lived in an apartment. It, it was a big ass house that was converted into apartments and, and we would walk over and at that time, Weller and Pappy Van Winkle and, and all those sat on the shelf 
and I'd go in there every time and grab a bottle of wild turkey one-on-one every single time. And then I would mm-hmm. force it on everybody that we, that we were all partying together and I'd make them all drink it. And, uh, and, and that's, that's, that's probably the core memories that they have of me is me forcing wild turkey down their throats. <laughs> you know what the crazy thing is though, is like, you think about it, like, I remember as a, like, as a young adult, I used, I used to grab wild turkey and we'd just take them and we would just fucking chug the bottles, you know, at parties yep. and shit. But everybody's like, oh, it's turkey 101, uh, uh, you know, and now you're like, and I always loved it. But now, like, everybody's like, oh, well, they, they rebranded it and they, it's different. I'm like, it's not different. It's the it's same not, shit. It is. Like, it's you're just not an idiot chugging or taking <laughs> shots of it. You're, like, sitting down and enjoying it and actually picking it apart and, like, okay, this is what I'm getting, you know, like a, a slow drink. And you're like, this is great stuff. You know, yeah. like people never, like I didn't do it. You know, I was like, whatever. Yeah. Oh, let's line up the shots. And then you're just like, you know, and it's, well, that's, it's totally different. That's why I stopped drinking. That's why I stopped drinking wild turkey 101 <laughs> for a while. We just grab yeah. a bottle or a handle and just walk around chugging it. And then start getting older. You look at it on the shelf and you get that acid reflux the heartburn like, nope, nope, can't do that omeprazole my friend omeprazole <laughs> it's, yeah it's funny that you mentioned that because you know, i'm 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 40 so i'm just a little bit younger than you are i take pantoprazole on a daily basis mm. it's prescribed and uh that shit you know used to i could drink a bot or a glass of water and get heartburn and now yeah. I can chug a glass of acid and not get heartburn if I want to. That, that <laughs> shit is it's fucking great. Uh, you know, it's great. Like the it's shitty because I get I got back from uh, my last deployment in Iraq and I thought everything was good and like everything starts falling apart like in your body and it's like you don't really think about it, right? And then now, like as I'm getting older, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, oh, like this hurts. Like all these things hurt, and it's like, well. My my wife's always like, well, it's probably some shit you got over there or <laughs> something that you were, you know, like, oh, you're burning shit. Like, there you go, you know? So yeah. it's, you know, like, I mean, the fumes from, like, the the tanks and all that stuff, you didn't really think about it. Even shooting, like, think about how many rounds I shot mm-hmm. and, like, the, the brass and all that stuff, you know? It's just, like, you just smell it and you just constantly, like, but whatever. I don't care. I'm living, I'm living La Vida Loca right now. And the next thing you know, you're like, Oh my God, I can't eat a fucking taco. Cause it's God damn it. My fucking chest is burning. <laughs> I love the smell of gunpowder. I will not lie about that. I fucking love yeah, it. It's amazing. Uh, it's, it's, amazing. it's, it's fantastic. Um, and speaking of smells, uh, and how, you know, in relation to this whiskey, um, this cigar, is fantastic by itself and i'll let it up before we started recording but it's going really well with this fucking with this whiskey so mm-hmm. uh good pick there as well um jerry what are, what are we smoking tell us about what we're smoking here you sent this out to us this is the ashton cemetery um mm-hmm. it is uh, the Robusto, Robusto, it's a fi- uh, five by 50, uh, if I remember correctly. Uh, the wrapper is a uh, Ecuadorian Habano. It's binder 
is Dominican Republic. The filler is Dominican Republic and Nicaraguan, and it's from the Dominican Republic. They say it's like a medium to full. Uh, we'll talk about that later. And just the <laughs> standard EMS wrapper. Um, on JR cigars, you get them for if it's in stock, fifteen and a quarter. I got uh, these at my local shop down here for seven, just over seventeen bucks. Um, so not terrible. Um, but yeah, it's it's more of like a medium cigar to me. But it, it's it's a fantastic stick right now. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I stumbled upon these uh, a couple years ago. Um, same shit. I was sitting there drinking some Russell's single barrel, and and I walked into this place. And I I've always loved Ashton. Their uh, Virginia Sungrowns are amazing, and this is this falls right under the Virginia Virginia Sungrowns. Um, uh, so it's I, I I'm I'm with you, Jerry. It's more of a medium cigar for me. Um. But damn, man, like it just, it complemented the Russell's so well, like with the, it, I, it's creamy to me, like a, as a cigar, yeah. which is crazy, right? Like you think about it and, but man, it just, it's got a little bit of spice. It's, it's got some cherry. I'm, I'm getting like cherry notes from it. Like it's, I, and it's I'm all- a sucker for a Nic- Nicaraguan cigar. Like you put a me Nicaraguan too. cigar in I, front I of me and are. I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but, and I know this isn't truly completely Nicaraguan, but it's got Nicaraguan in it. And I'm like, sold. <laughs> um, but man, it just, it's, it's such a, it's, it's great. You know, it's got nuttiness, almonds. I get some almonds out of mm-hmm. it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just, it's fantastic. And if you guys are, whoever's listening to this, if you guys haven't tried an Ashton Symmetry, you have to, you have to. It is worth the fifteen, seventeen dollars that you you see it yeah. you see it all day. Yeah, like you said, it's it's definitely got a nutty, um, like a, I don't know, like a almond or a, some kind of mm-hmm. walnut or something. There's definitely a nuttiness to it. That's the first thing that jumps out. But there's that spice that that's there almost immediately, and I think yeah. my mind is, you know, it's telling me that it's cinnamon. So I don't know if I'm getting that from the from the bourbon or from the cigar or the pairing is pulling out cinnamon notes on the draw for me. So no, I, I have to agree. This is a fantastic cigar, but it's definitely, yeah, the, I would say mild to medium. I, you know, I read that too, where people were saying it's medium to full and I don't, I don't agree with that. I think it's, it's the easy smoking cigar. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely one that, yeah, I would recommend. Maybe, maybe to a beginner it's, it's a medium full, but um, even for someone like, well, not Marco, but the, at least me and Paul, that might be one or two a week. Um, it's definitely more of a, a medium style. But, yeah, starting out, blast of that, whether it's cinnamon or whatever, just a blast of spice. Um, basically cooled off halfway through, started getting that, uh, like, a fruitiness or, or, like, citrus through it. And then, like, the leather notes started coming out heavy towards mm-hmm. the last little bit. Um, it took a lot of... A lot of the spice out of the Russells, uh, and the Russell just was like a straight like caramel apple bomb. So pairing real nice with these two. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree, and it's. Uh, I, I think it's hitting closer to the medium for me, at least at this point in the cigar, because um, I'm about halfway through it, and um, 
you know, things are picking up for me. Uh, it's got a woodsy, woodsy quality to it as well for yep. me that I really appreciate. Um, everything else that these guys have said has been spot on. And with this whiskey, holy shit, um, this whiskey I'm already partial to because, again, I helped pick the bottle, helped pick the barrel. But um, it's really, really going well. Um, they're they're enhancing the flavors of one another while not canceling out the flavors of the other at the same time. And you know, my my favorite cigar is a Liga Pravada number nine. Um and um yeah. Um unbelievable unbelievable yes. smoke. Yes. So speaking of you know of Nicaraguan cigars, and uh this mm. one might this one this one's coming in at a very, very close second. Um they're buttoned up against each other. I'm definitely going to be getting some more of these. Um, oh yeah, I've I've got too many, too many cigars <laughs> already. I've got I've got three humidors uh, sitting around here. <laughs> yeah, fucking too many. And it's because of this damn show that I have so many. So let's go ahead and throw that out there. Before we started, <laughs> I had one humidor, and it was it was it was one small humidor. Now I've got. A bigger one over here that I keep for myself that that holds double what the small one did, and then I've got another one over here that holds about 150 cigars, and it's completely full. And I've got boxes of cigars sitting in front of me that I need to. Um, so if you're if you're unaware of JR Cigars, by the way, um, they are not a supporter of this show um, in any fashion, but I highly recommend checking them out because. Two of the things that I have sitting here, um, and I'll show you these these two boxes right here are um, JR Cigars uh, Cigar of the Month Club, and for thirty bucks a month, they send you six cigars, and they've got some badass cigars. And if you go back and look at at um, some of our posts, I put them up on the uh, the podcast uh, Instagram page. And there's some there's some kick-ass cigars in there. There's some some um uh shit, I can't even remember off the top of my head now. Um there's some Monte Cristos that they sent out. There's some and it's you know, they don't send you six of the same cigar, they send you six different ones. Um the newest box, I'll I'll break these out real quick and 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 tell you what they are because they're this is a pretty kick-ass little load that they that they sent to me here um so they sent me this is this is jr cigars jrcigars.com and you yeah. can get and you can get like a, a monthly subscription yeah yeah it's it's yeah it's okay the, you well actually I, I pay for two different things for them one of them is um it's like 49 dollars a year and it's free shipping on everything whether it's one cigar or oh yeah you know 200 boxes whatever yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah. Which that, that makes up that that sells itself you, it you buy like 100 you, you get like three shipments and it pays for itself for the base. Yeah. But. So they sent me this, uh, this crowned heads this month. Great um, they sent me uh, a San Latano. Um, it's, that's an AJ Fernandez. Um, they sent me an H Upman, which is another AJ Fernandez. This is a Nicaraguan. It's, and it's pretty good size. It's yeah. That blue inches. label is fire. Mm -hmm. Um, they sent me a Camacho. Uh, they sent you know that, that one's what the, uh, Davidoff. The... I'm sorry. Do you guys know Camachos from Davidoff? Yeah, yeah, yep. 
Yeah, I'm pretty excited pretty about sick. that one. Look, yeah. And that one's what the 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 triple Maduro or something like that. Yeah, this this I mean, look how dark that that's bad a, boy is. That is that's, really a, that's a Marco. Have you had that one yet? Right I have the, the triple. Yeah, so that's good. that's a heavy yeah. one right there. Yeah, that's oh, gonna yeah. be awesome. Um, put you on your ass real quick if you don't watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> they sent me a, a an Arturo Arturo Fuente uh, Queen B. And this some bitch comes wrapped in a cedar wrapper, mm. even. Um, and they sent me this Alec and Bradley uh, Kintsugi. So, I mean, six cigars for thirty bucks, and all of them are going to be bangers. You can guarantee it. The box that they sent uh, last month was pretty awesome, and and they always package it in this um, resealable bag with a 69% humidity Bovita packet. So um, awesome packaging, awesome cigars that they send you, um, 30 bucks a month, you can't really beat it. And I'm sure at some point that price is going to go up because inflation exists and everything else, but um, it's definitely worth mm -hmm. it. That's, that's my opinion anyway. And uh, I've been trying to talk these guys into, into joining and I haven't been successful yet. But I don't think they're necessarily against it. They just haven't don't done have it. the room. <laughs> well, I don't you know. What's crazy? That's why they're still sitting in the boxes that they were delivered in. Do you guys have well, you the big like... electric humidors? Mine is ones? not electric. Um, mine is is you know it's analog, so it does have a digital humidor or uh, um, I'm sorry, um, uh, um, 